Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Thursday home, Silver 7's Adam Candy is alongside. Ari is back in the Finley Toyota Studios. Big show on the way. Brad Powers at the end of the show to start breaking down the college football weekend as we'll get into both of the weeknight games, Friday games. Friday games for uh, Nevada and for UNLV, so Brad will take care of that. A bunch of football guests along the way as well. And our legal analyst, Xavier Pope, cultural contributor to Cofield and Company. Let's do it. It's the three on Cofield and Company. Last night was interesting. Candy, we talked yesterday about, maybe it was you, maybe it was two days ago with Adam Hill. But we talked a couple days ago about certain events being swallowed up by the volume of sporting events in Las Vegas. The Lakers in town. I feel like there's not the same vibe there used to be when the Lakers would come to town, yet there was a blockbuster story that came out of it. Am I wrong on this one? Or was I asleep at the wheel? I remember the Lakers being here as like, a massive, massive event, but there's so much going on in the Vegas sports world now. It's preseason game. We have pro sports. And the Lakers, of course, uh, you know, it's going to be the draw in this town when it's not being bookended by Victor and Scoot on both sides of it. I mean, LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers should be able to outshine Victor and Scoot. Not according to the basketball media. No way. Basketball media wants its Victor and Scoot. They know LeBron. They're done with LeBron. We know who you are. Unless. Right. Unless. But that is interesting on the front end, though, that the future of basketball, or potentially the future of the NBA, two young guys play a couple of days ago at 7 o'clock at night, and maybe it's just the people I follow. It's the same NBA people who would be interested in the Lakers and a practice game and LeBron being in town, but there seemed to be so much more buzz about the 7-4 guard, Victor Wembanyama, than the Lakers. Again, I might have missed it. Now, did it catch our attention? Yes. That's the reference of Candy's butt. Not his actual butt, but his butt, his Hello. verbal butt. Because, you know, we've heard the rumors for a while about, one, the NBA wanting to come here. Seems like the handwriting is on the wall at some point. I mean, why would you build another 20,000-seat arena on the south end of Las Vegas Boulevard? Not exactly the south end. I was going to call it the south end of the Strip. I think it will be eventually. But for now, it's just a big empty lot across from Boulevard Mall South. So, he's asked a question after the game. LeBron is. And we've heard these rumors about the NBA coming here. LeBron has an interest in owning an NBA team. Could it be this NBA team? Willie Ramirez from the AP reported about a month ago that they're going to have some announcements coming up. Nothing has happened yet. Uh, That was supposed to happen last night. Um, I think they're still waiting. As Adam Silver has talked about, maybe the better time is when TV deals are up and new money is announced. But this is really interesting what LeBron said uh, first when he was asked about, hey, what do you think of Vegas basketball fans? Oh, it's wonderful. It's the best uh, fan base in the world. And uh, I would love to uh, bring a team here at some point. That would be that was uh, that would be cool. Uh, that was clipped and tightened 
because there was a lot of hemming, hawing, stammering, pausing, looking around, smirk on his face like he was doing something maybe he shouldn't be doing. I don't know that LeBron truly believes that the Vegas fans are the best in the world. But, hey, if you want to have a team here and you're going to be one of the owners, why not cozy up to us? Right, Candy? Well, Dave McMenamin reported that that's exactly what LeBron was doing, was giving a little wink and a little smile and saying, yeah, you know, they're the, they're the best. They're the absolute best. I love you, L.A., but you know Vegas is where it's at. The, the real hemming and hawing fun for me was like LeBron knows that in a post-game presser for a random preseason game, like, nobody's really paying attention. Like, just record my quotes and let's get out of here and I'll go plug a couple things in. He wanted to make sure everyone heard exactly what he was saying before he talked about, yeah, you know, uh, maybe I'll just uh, just bring a team here. Maybe, Maybe I'll just start my own. LeBron's second part of the answer. I know Adam is, uh, in Abu Dhabi right now, I believe, but he probably sees every single interview and transcript that comes through from NBA players. So I want the team here, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Very polite. Silver abroad. Wanted to send the message. Hey, he's going to see this. What do you think, Andy? LeBron does nothing without calculation and thought. And LeBron knew that question was coming. And LeBron knew that the rumors have been out there. Bill Simmons started this train about a year ago with the idea of it's going to be LeBron bringing the team to Vegas. And LeBron knows it. LeBron wants to be an owner. LeBron has a net worth north of a billion dollars. LeBron knows exactly how to start the drumbeat on this. And that's all he's doing. Because LeBron is also smart enough to know that it ain't going to be tomorrow. It ain't going to be, he says this, Adam Silver says, yes, sir, okay, sir, let's do it, sir. Now, just start planting the seeds now. The thing that does make it interesting, though, is that Draymond and Jordan Poole are up for extensions. And there is this sentiment that I feel when I listen to Draymond talk on this pod and hearing him this offseason about him not feeling like he is being appreciated. The fact that both these guys are up for extension, who feels more valued, tension escalating around that. Yeah, stuff's going to pop off. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. That seems like a weird way to rationalize a fight in practice. That is absurd from Jason Williams. We'll get to that in five minutes. The reports of Draymond Green and Jordan Poole on the Warriors fighting in practice and Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. There was a lot wrong in that statement. But we're talking about the Lakers in town last night, LeBron in town last night, former owner, or check that, future owner, LeBron in town. I guess I should put the... uh, Emphasis on future owner. So he talked last night about, he was actually asked about the fan base in Vegas, and he said the Vegas fan base is, quote, wonderful. But he had a big smirk on his face and then looked around a little bit like, okay, do I say this? He followed up by saying, I would love to bring a team here at some point. That would be amazing with a big grin. Then he threw out the message to Adam Silver, who wasn't here. I want the team here, Adam. Thank you. Uh, Steve Sisolak jumped all over that, the governor. 
saying, and we know that Sisolak loves sports, we're ready. He tweeted back to <laughs> at King James. We'd be happy to have you here in the hashtag sports capital of the world. Candy, before we get to the the mopey side of this, this would be very cool for Las Vegas. I do think it's a virtual guarantee to be happening somewhere down the road. Do you agree, or is, a, is there a downside to another team in this market, another arena in this market? Is there something else I'm missing? I think ultimately there are questions to be had about how much money there is to go around when it comes to corporate sponsorship, et cetera, et cetera. But for the average fan, it would be awesome. I mean, and I had questions before the Golden Knights got here about whether this city would support a full season out of a team, right? I knew it's an event town. You can do football, eight games, great. But 40-something games? But the Golden Knights proved that there's a way to do it. Now, last season looked a little bit softer, but even what you saw for the Golden Knights last year would be sufficient for an NBA team. It would be really interesting if the NBA is here in, say, 2028 and the Knights and the LeBrons go head-to-head on you know five or six dates to see where we are population-wise, uh, ingress, egress, and if both games could sell out. We've had a lot of big events on the strip where VGK was playing. There might have been a fight going on at the same time where you, know, you had uh, T-Mobile with 17,000 and you know, the uh, Grand Garden Arena with 14,000. Keep in mind, we're also going to have a – massive concert venue, bigger than we've ever had here, true concert venue with the Sphere. That's going to hold 17,000. So there's a lot of buildings coming up, and there's a lot of tickets to sell, which for locals is awesome uh, if you can afford it. But I I also think reality is down the road. There's probably going to be a lot more spiffed and free tickets. So it's a great deal for locals. So I think it's a a win-win, and I've always believed that this is – well, everywhere is a football town first but that this is a basketball town. So the fact that the Golden Knights did so well by winning early only cements the fact that, you know, there's enough disposable income here to buy a lot of tickets to a lot of sporting events. So this is very, very cool. Um, I will, before you bring in the mope, I'm going to mention something real quick because it's a very serious note, and I haven't seen the latest update. We did have a stabbing today on the strip by win. So I don't know the details because they've got the person in custody. I don't know if it was someone with an agenda. I don't know if it was a simple fight. I don't know if it was a homeless person because we've had this happen with homeless people in the past on the Strip. But one person is dead. Five others are injured. Um, and this, this will be a shot at a lot of state and local politicians. Before you're mugging for all these photo ops, Candy, at arenas and stadiums and with teams... Let's button up what's going on on the Strip because increasingly it's become a place where you are looking around, and I don't think up until the last couple of years you ever really had to look around much. Those bridges are not exactly safe, the pedestrian bridges, and when you hear something like this, like put all the bollards you want up and down the Strip and good move so you know some jackass can't do what uh, that woman did a few years ago by Planet Hollywood, you, know, you can prevent that now. No one's going to run up on the sidewalk. They can't get there, but... There are still dangerous people out there and outside the market. And this is all about perception, Candy. Outside the market, I'm sure there are people looking and they're like, hey, is that place safe? I can't simply walk at 1130 on a weekday near the wind? Really? A large kitchen knife 
was recovered. The sheriff recently updated to two people dead, eight people uh, oh stabbed. Well, I apologize. So I didn't. I didn't know. No, two it, people it, have it, was, it was actually while we were going on the air uh, that, that that update was. Eight uh, people are injured happened. and two are dead. That was uh, the most recent thing I saw from local news reports. And obviously, uh, Steve, as you said, we don't know the details of who did it or why they did it or any of those things. But these are the sorts of questions that come up when you have Vegas as a sports town because of the fact that Vegas as a sports town goes back to what we talked about yesterday, which is Andre James of the Raiders saying we had to go silent count because there were so many opposing fans in the stadium. All of this works because fans come from other places when it comes to filling up the arenas. When I talk to the Golden Knights folks in year one, and they've said that they had seen as many as 5,000 people coming down from uh, Edmonton for a Golden Knights game. Right. And it's just reality that that's how you're going to fill the stadium is to have opposing fans, and opposing fans need to believe that their Vegas experience is going to be safe, and we just reached the five-year anniversary of the Route 91 shooting that seems to have faded from a lot of people's consciousness. Obviously, it hasn't for Las Vegas and all of us, but these are the sorts of incidents that bring that part of it, getting the tourism to support all these teams in question. On filling up the arena beyond safety issues, on filling up the arena for the NBA LeBrons, I actually think they might have the best shot of having hometown fans immediately. What do we have here for NBA fans? A lot of Laker fans. Beyond that, I wonder how loyal transplants are to their teams back home. Because it's not like the NFL. You know the NFL, there's going to be some people who gravitate to the Raiders. And I think the, the, the building of the Raiders fan base is going to be kids now. right? So it's going to take like 15, 20 years. People are mostly going to stay loyal to their teams like you and I. You know, you're in your 40s. I'm in my 50s. So Jets and Giants, we're going to stay loyal. So that's that that breakdown of fans in that Raider Stadium is going to continue to be 60, 40, 70, 30, sometimes 50, 50. I actually think the NBA LeBron's and because if it is LeBron, who's a you know whatever percentage owner he is, I think that's going to have a lot of Las Vegans picking up the team. So I think they have a chance to. I'm not saying it's going to be 90, 10, and no opposing fans are coming in. You want opposing fans to come in. I'm sure the people who are building that arena on the south end of the Strip are justifying it by saying opposing fans are coming and they're going to stay here and they're going to gamble down here. They're going to spend money in our retail. So that's a, it's going to be a really interesting thing. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's probably not happening soon. We're going to lean on Woj for this one via candy. So what's the real update on a team landing here that's how you get all your real information woge via candy it's yes. the best best yes. way to go yes. uh let me let me read twitter and then get it to you um breaking from adam candy. breaking from adam candy before i and i'm going to tease people a little bit before i give you that piece of information the, you know that's let's the take one, a break let's take now what break. the one question that i have about the new south strip arena where the nba would be is that everything else here is attached to the strip everything else is attached to a casino in some way Um, It makes it easy for people to walk. It makes it simple for them to have the Vegas experience without having to drive and deal with that on the Strip. So that that is one piece that it'll be interesting to see how they work it out with the NBA. But we've got some time Uh, because Woj, clearly doing the bidding of Adam Silver from Abu Dhabi, uh, reminded everyone that the NBA has no plans to expand anytime soon, uh, that Seattle is also going to be heavily in consideration when it comes to NBA expansion 
and that it's likely years down the line before there's any hope of an NBA team expanding anywhere, whether it's Seattle, Vegas, or anywhere else. And in the end, the, the TV deal is probably the biggest factor. Yeah. Right? Yes. It'll be part of Without the negotiations for the next TV deal. And then you can roll in whatever the expansion fee is, one and a half to $2 billion for a team. So we got to pump the brakes a little bit. And they're not moving anyone here. That's not going to happen. They're getting expansion money from Seattle and Vegas. And then I don't know who the backups would be to move someone. And I, I don't think anyone's going to move and there's, unless there's some horrific financial disaster for another owner. Or, you know, you have a Bobby Sarver situation where it makes it easy to take the team away and move from a city that hasn't been doing well. No, like the NBA is going to sting forever from Clay Bennett and Oklahoma City and Seattle, right? Where you have an owner come in and say, nope, we're here, no problem. And then yeah. all of a sudden it is back up the truck and we're moving to the middle of the country. So now you have the NBA extremely sensitive. And, y'all, if it was ever going to happen, it was going to happen with the Kings and the Maloofs, and it didn't happen, and it's not going to. So this is expansion or bust. You know, meanwhile, it is fun to talk about arenas and stadiums and concert venues here isn't it and ingress and egress and what the roads will look like it's one of my favorite topics and as you just mentioned four minutes ago how people will get there i keep calling it the south end of the strip do you believe i don't know 15 years from now that the strip will sort of be extended down there and really the the best way to extend it is not only building properties further south but fixing our mass transit that really doesn't exist, would that mean that Musk gets to drill underground? Or do we throw more money at our above-ground system that no one uses and extend the monorail to the stadium and all the way down to a new arena? Yeah, uh, good luck with that. Never going to happen, huh? No, it's not going to happen. Look, they can't even get the monorail, you know. But we did did, did approve... Five people cars to drive in tunnels. Great, super. <laughs> glad, glad, I'm glad we're gonna have. I'm glad we're gonna have a, a, an underground network of uh, of mini Ubers going around. That's that's great. Um, like, like, it's not the south end of the strip. Like, it, it is the. It's south a new strip. It's a, it's a south strip. It's it's a south strip. It's a new strip. Yeah, it's a new. It's yes, gonna it, go. It's gonna go from there. It's and, and go all the way down to the south point and whatever stations builds just south. That's going to be the new strip. It's going to go from the outlet mall all the way down to the M. Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually going to start at Larry Flint's Hustler Club. Um, and you're Good going start. to be able to walk uh, directly from there uh, on the 15 uh, all the way down. You actually, what I think we're going to do is we're going to create walking lanes on the 15 that go all the way down uh, to where the arena will be so that we have a convenient way for people to get there. It's never going to happen with the, with the mass transit because uh, there's way too much money involved in those who operate uh, the transportation who get, that gets you to the airport, that gets you all around town never going to happen like it was a big enough fight to get uber here in the first place that part's not happening the will's not there nobody uses the monorail in the first place it's it's not going to happen it's going to have to be much like it is with the raiders where you create a network around that stadium of ways to get people there of of people movers when it's when i say people movers i mean little shuttle buses and that and the like let's give away uh, eddie vetter tickets right now three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero he's in town on friday three six four eleven hundred eddie vetter Lead singer Pearl Jam here on Friday, and Ari's got a pair of tickets. 364-1100. Caller 7.
daily happy hour specials from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., including 277 for pints, shots, and margaritas at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens. Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver Sevens Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. Rolling on, Cofield and Company. Down here at Silver Sevens, Flamingo and Paradise. We got Jim Simpson with us, the uh, GM of the property. How are you? Very good. Good to see you guys. This man knows how to butter up chunky sports radio host. You brought down giant plates of food. This food uh, looks a little different than some of the food you served in the past. Like, I had the chicken fingers a little while back, but you've rebranded the cafe. We'll get into what the food is here and what's on the menu, but fire away on the, uh, the new cafe. Yeah, we uh, redid our cafe upstairs. It's called the City Cafe, and uh, just launched a new menu last week with some stuff you got there. We've got some great uh, entrees. We've got a volcano shrimp for apps, uh, tequila, fajitas. Uh, we got the Jamaican jerk salmon, mahi-mahi, chicken parm, you name it. We went around to a lot of restaurants in the city and tried to get some really good ideas, and uh, I think we've come up with a great menu to match a great outlet. Why rebrand? Just time to freshen it up. We wanted to, uh, we're investing in the property. Uh, you know, we, we spent a fair bit of money a couple of years ago doing all the hotel rooms. Uh, we're going to go through a refreshing project on that. Uh, you know, they're a couple of years old already, but we've got some things we want to upgrade and we've upgraded the pool and it was time to do the cafe. We've done the bars and uh, we, we want to keep making the place better. And it's a legendary cafe that's out here at Silver Sevens going back, you know, 30, 40 years. When you walk upstairs now at Silver Sevens, the area looks completely different and i think the biggest thing and i don't know why this matters but you guys are the experts but it just it just looks brighter and more open right yeah we we opened up the space we did some things with it a little differently we had an old steakhouse area in the past we've made a great great uh, open area it's actually three sections it's really bright and and uh, done up all with new decor and carpet yeah, a lot of energy a lot of excitement and now we got a great menu to go with it the i looked at this uh, food here and i'm going to chop chomp into it in a second you brought a sampler, and I, I, you know, normal sampler. You got like chicken fingers, jalapeno poppers, you know, mozzarella sticks. This one's a little different. So, as we go around the plate, I'm seeing shrimp. Yeah, that's the uh, volcano shrimp, and uh, like I said, we got we got uh, chicken parm. We've got some pasta primavera, the salma, <laughs> mahi mahi. This is the dinner stuff. Next time you're here, we'll give you the uh, lunch stuff. That's a good. And we also did some new breakfast stuff too. We got crepes now, and we oh, got really? smoothies. Yeah, so we've All really right. blown up the menu and made it uh, something for everybody. Getting fancy. Getting fancy. Uh, what are we talking about with hours now? Uh, some expanded hours on the way? Yeah, we're uh, looking at expanding uh, seven days a week, going to later shifts right now. We've got the weekends open later right now. Uh, a lot of our business is uh, driven by the hotel, especially during the day. That business is starting to come back, and hope, uh, hopefully we'll get some more convention business midweek. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at uh, going to the longer hours probably in about a month or so. Jim Sims, the boss here at Silver Sevens, up with Cofield & Company. We're here every single week. We appreciate these guys hosting the show. Now from 2 to 5, leading into Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football specials, and it's really all NFL game specials, which yep. this is insane. So the cheap beer. 77-cent bottles of uh, Bud Bud Light or McUltra. Can't beat that anywhere in town. Two dogs, the big beer, two chips, 777, and like you just mentioned, the 77-cent uh, bottles. Got the William Hill Racing Sportsbook here as well. You are a pretty big football fan. I am. We'll get to your Chargers yeah. in a second, but this is the maniacal part of this man, right? He runs the place, but there's a there's some deep dark secrets 
fantasy football? Yeah, I, I uh, marry with four boys, and sometimes I get to go up and hide and uh, get on the computer, but I'm in over 80 fantasy football Wait, teams. Say, say it again. 80. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, it, I have a problem. I know. <laughs> yes, I admit it. Yeah, you do. Uh, but this is the right place for it. So, no, uh, the season's off to an interesting start, doing relatively well in most of them, and they got a few injuries here or there. But uh, the draft is a blast, and now we're at the point where you're managing the teams and picking up free agents, so it keeps you busy. Are all your pickups on you know, traditional Wednesday going into Thursday? Uh, Yahoo! is mostly Tuesday and then NFFC okay. which is the uh, national stuff is on Wednesday when do you do all your pickups how do you like I if I'm in like five leagues I'm like I don't like this I don't have time to do it right. how do you do it for 80 freaking leagues uh, I there's a tool I use is called fantasy pros but it helps you pick up the top free agents available you plug in your uh, it, you sync with Yahoo and it, it'll pull your leagues up and it'll show you the best guys so that cuts a lot of the work down, but then I'll go through and pretty much scrub each roster before the game, and, and if somebody gets injured, it'll swap it out for me. So it helps, but uh, it's it's a labor of love. I, I, me and a lot of other people that are doing this. So, 80 leagues, Jim Sims, GM of Silver Sevens. That says a lot. That says a lot. Has there been, or who's been the most impactful pickup so far in fantasy football? Because I got out to an 0-3 start in my league. I had a bunch of guys injured, and other guys got off to a slow start. And I kept looking at the waiver wire, and I'm like, yeah, I thought this was supposed to be like dreamland. If you get off to a terrible start, you get to scoop up all the good players. And I felt like at the beginning of the year, there weren't a bunch of great pickups. Were now, there? Did now, I miss it? No. They're really, what I'm starting to see is, if anything, you're seeing a lot of quarterbacks getting cut. Uh, Russell Wilson's showing up on the waiver wire. You're uh -huh. seeing stuff like that. But usually the running backs are thin. They get snapped up pretty fast. Uh, you, know, you got somebody like Cordell Patterson got injured. you got Jonathan Taylor out tonight. So, yeah, it gets pretty thin pretty fast. Yeah, I guess I, I, well, I know. It's not a guess. I know I could have picked up uh, two of the backups with Atlanta, but that's the problem. There's two. So, yeah. the, you know, again, the dreamland of, like, hey, I'm going to get a bell cow. Uh, like, there's really not bell cows anymore outside of, like, seven guys. Yeah, the, the old workhorse days. That's usually why you see running backs, the, the big guys going in the first round, because you've got a few guys uh, that that'll carry the load the Dalvin Cooks of the world the Derrick Henrys they're the they're the guys but a lot of teams go to two backs and it's just it's a different story and if your big guy goes down you're in trouble Thursday night football Broncos AFC West team uh, in the game we'll talk AFC West here in just a second when you come down you can place your bet at the William Hill Racing Sportsbook and then they've got 77 cent beers once the game kicks off and that's every NFL game Bud Bud Light Michelob Ultra bottles for just 77 cents at Silver Sevens your Chargers to this point have been a mixed bag. Uh, they've also been an injured bag. Every year. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. I get. I think I told you uh, last time we broke some bread uh, off the air. I think I told you uh, my girlfriend, as we call her on the air, significant other, is a Chargers fan. And like early in the season, I was getting, I would get daily texts like, here we go. And then like a screenshot picture of, you know, Rashawn Slater. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this with you. I already root for the Jets. Like you're on your own with the Chargers, but it, it's been it's been blistering early with the injuries. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. Obviously, with with Herbert uh, and his situation with his ribs, but uh, you know it, it's it's one of those teams that year after year they have got the talent on paper to make the playoffs, and the injury bug right out of the right out of the gate this year. So it's going to be challenging, but it's it's a fun division to watch. That's for sure. A lot going on. Chiefs going to run away with it. On paper, they should, uh, but you never know. Uh, Denver, I don't think, is good as, as good as everybody thought coming out of the box. Raiders obviously struggled, but uh, I was at the game last week against the Broncos. Raiders looked much better. 
And so, yeah, I, I think Kansas City's probably the chalk, but uh, I think Chargers are probably two, and then it's it's a jump ball between the Raiders and Denver. Probably Denver a little bit ahead of the Raiders. You've been to SoFi. I You've have. been to games at the Al. You actually told me going to Allegiant, there are times you just go by yourself yeah. just yeah. to chill. I like... I like SoFi from like an impressive standpoint and the enormity, and it feels like a stadium. Um, but I also like Allegiant because it feels like an arena in a lot of ways. It's built kind of straight up. What's your preference? Uh, I like Allegiant much better. Uh, t- to me, just the whole feel, the vibe, having everybody in there, and um, it's, it's almost like a hockey ring feel to it. It's got the vibe to it. SoFi is so big, it almost felt like I was going into a multi-level shopping mall. It really, I was trying to find my seat and which level, like there's five levels. Were you downstairs or upstairs? Uh, I was upstairs. So then upstairs is really interesting because in a way, it's a lot like the Jerry Dome. Yep. Because if you sit upstairs, uh, I, I think I went to the opener. It was Giants-Cowboys way back when. And I, when I left the game, I was like, I looked at the field like 12 times in four hours. Like you wind up watching because that band screen yeah. at SoFi is just so impressive. It's so clear that it's almost weird when you look down. You have to kind of reset yourself. Yeah, it's 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 beautiful screen. It, you're you're right. It does look kind of like the Cowboys Stadium. But um, to me, if you get up in the higher level seats, it's it's really hard to see the field. The field's actually dug in underground. But it, the sight lines are kind of challenging. Where the Raider Stadium. It's much better. You can probably see the game a lot better from pretty much any spot. Let's close on this. Uh, what do we got coming up in terms of gaming specials, a play card? You guys seemingly have a giveaway or something going on seven days a week. So what's the plan now through the end of the year? You know, holiday stuff. I know you guys are big on the holidays, too. Well, we got a bunch of different things going out in the mailbox to our customers. We're going to have some new sign-up incentives going on. Um, one thing that we do, uh, we really believe in, in helping out the community, and something we've done for the last few years, starting at Thanksgiving, is we do a, a kids' toy drive. If you come in, uh, we'll give you 10 bucks free play if you drop off a toy, and we work with the Salvation Army to partner up kids to get toys for underprivileged children. So that's something we're proud of, and uh, we're going to do more of that stuff next year. All right, Jim. We appreciate it. Thanks Thank- for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for all the food, and thanks for giving us the time. 77 cent beers tonight thursday night football kicks off at five o'clock and that's 77 cent beer special is good for every nfl game here at silver sevens awesome giveaways and promotions all week long at the william hill race and sportsbook inside silver sevens hotel and casino amazing I'm, I'm extremely proud of him it's a difficult sport to come in and you know kind of put your stamp that early the way he did it and obviously him going to fresno state had a huge part of that you know there's no way he could have done it without going to the best uh, university in the in the world i mean the way he works and what i know about him i tried to recruit him over the football and he wasn't having it and now i see why lawyer host of suit up news legal and cultural contributor xavier pope he is live on cofield and company Devontae Adams talking about the man who I guess could have been, what, the biggest tight end in the NFL, Aaron Judge? If baseball didn't work out, but it did work out, and he's got 62 home runs for the season. Season's over, playoffs are beginning. But yeah, 6'7", 282, former Fresno State baseball player and wide receiver for the Raiders. I almost said the Cowboys for some reason. I don't know why I said that. All right, let's get into it. On the horn from Chicago is Xavier Pope. What's up, buddy? How are you? Pretty good. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. We're in uh, sports paradise. I don't know if you saw last night, but LeBron James was making the pitch after the exhibition game here to uh, bring a team to Vegas, and he wants to own it. 
I wouldn't be shocked at all if LeBron James owned a team in Las Vegas. Uh, with LeBron James, um, his, he already has a hand in ownership and uh, already out overseas. And uh, LeBron James is an enterprise. Um, the only thing that's stopping LeBron James from owning a team right now is the fact he wants to play with Bronny. That's it. Yeah. Uh, we just mentioned Aaron Judge coming in as well. Um, I think most of us are sick. Uh, anyone below 60 is pretty sick of the real home run king discussion. Um, and then a lot of people came out to back up Barry Bonds, which I, I was pleased by. I know you're, you know, you're kind of back and forth on Bonds, but what do you think of the stretch run here with Judge breaking the AL record and uh, a lot of people you know, backing Bonds as the real guy? That's nuance, Steve, and nuance is your friend. Uh, and I have multiple varied opinions about Bonds. You can check it out last week um, when I talked about this. But in terms of the home run chase, I still thought it was pretty dope. Um, it's something that modern fans can get into and follow behind. Some of these people are too, some, some fans are young baseball fans are a little bit too young to see when Barry Bonds broke uh, the home run record of Mark McGuire and him breaking Mark McGuire in seventy and the, the home run chase in ninety eight. I mean, I mean. Some fans are younger. And so I think that it was still exciting, nonetheless, because you had the, the both New York teams being competitive going after the division. Also, Aaron Judge actually um, doing pretty Herculean things. He just looks like a superhero. Uh, and regardless of what you think about Barry Bonds, 73 home runs, Mark McGuire, 70 home runs, Sammy Sosa, 66, it, it still is an incredible feat to still break the American League record by Roger Maris and, ha- and captivate a city and that team still has a chance of going all the way. Uh, Aaron Judge, he's he said all the right things. He's never criticized anyone talking about him versus Barry Bonds at the record. He's just gone. He's just gone out there and played. And so your conversations, fans, about who's the real home run king, mm-hmm. leave Aaron, leave Aaron Judge out of it. The guy's been out. He's <laughs> no. gone out there and played every day and been a great baseball player. I am going to bring Aaron Judge back into it, uh, back into our discussion this way. He could be due for. A ten-year, four hundred million dollar deal. Ten-year, five hundred million dollar deal. You know the kind of money that would move you towards the uh, stratosphere where you could be part of ownership for a team. He's not the media. Uh, I'm sorry, not the marketing darling that LeBron is. Um, I wanted to mention LeBron and ownership along these lines. We do need some new blood who are a little bit closer to the fans, like actually pay attention to the fans, care about the fans, because then there's guys like Dan Snyder who is an absolute creep, who was on the run from the U.S. government for months and months and months. And I was really grossed out last week when I saw him, and I guess he has the right to do it. It's his team. But when I saw him traipsing around the sideline, I was like, what is this guy doing back? You know, the NBA got rid of Robert Sarver. It's funny how that works. But Snyder's back. God dang it. Sarver got rid of himself, number one. Uh, Number two, the NFL gave a, I, I talked about the million times, a dead exception, dead exception for, for Dan Snyder to buy 100% of the club. The NFL does, is not in the business of getting rid of its most valuable franchise, no matter how big of a creep Dan Snyder is. They think that, the, they, that fans are going to come up, pay for tickets, do whatever. I mean, I said, I tweeted this a few days ago. I said, there's no scandal that's going to make fans stop watching the National Football League. It's just embedded in our culture. People don't care. Asking this guy going out and killing someone. I mean, it's it, it, like, what, what does Dan Steiner have to do? I mean, it's been all sexual uh, uh, harassment. It's been racial stuff. It's been uh, management. It's been dealing with his partners. He's done everything possible for you to kick a guy out of the league 
And there he is still sitting there owning the Washington Commanders. Amazing. Xavier Pope, host of Suit Up News, also attorney, helping out the show, cultural contributor for Cofield and company. I saw a really interesting thought, sticking with the NFL and looking at the NFL draft, I saw a really interesting thought from you last week when Bryce Young went down for Alabama. And your thoughts on Bryce Young in terms of the rest of the football season are what? I said Bryce Young needs to not play, play another snap in, in college football. He's done what he's needed to do. I mean, he's, he's, he's went, won, won the Heisman. He looks like a phenomenal player. He's going to go top two, three in the, in the NFL draft. Um, that's a valuable position to have. It's even bank, bankable enough to even get significantly large insurance policies on his body. I just think that he and his family needs to talk about this and consider what, what benefit it is for him playing another down in, in college because these colleges, okay, go out, get your NIL deal. That's great. Get hurt. Nothing we can do about it. Uh, and so, and pros will, will turn and look for the next guy to come take a spot to play quarterback in the National Football League. They don't care about your injury. So, Bryce Young, you, you need to care about yourself and the future of your family. You know, we were talking early in the show, Xavier Pope is with us here on Cofield and Company, about the lack of hype the Lakers exhibition game got uh, before the game here in Vegas. It got a lot of hype afterwards because he talked about Vegas and bringing an NBA team to Vegas. You know, it got a lot of hype a couple of days ago, and I'm sure you saw it. We had an exhibition <laughs> game um, two days ago with a seven foot something. Uh, he was seven foot four French kid, uh, Wemon Yama, um, and there's <laughs> thoughts with him that, listen, he, the, the, the league, you know, we're talking, what, 10, 12 teams are probably going to tank their way to try to get freaking 20 wins or less. You wonder why that kid would actually play any competitive basketball until the NBA draft. I just think we, we still haven't seen an, enough of the play. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's what it is, the sample size. This was the first time that really people had a chance to really see the guy play on the national scale. So he needs to play a little bit more. I mean, a 7-4 guy that can handle the rock, can pass, can drive, taking a ball to the court like a point guard. Uh, it, it was amazing. It, the, the spotlight was almost stolen from him, though, uh, with, with a, a, a guy, a really obscure guy on the team with, with an interesting name. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> 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 oh, you fat. I mean, yeah. it's it Steve, oh, you fat. Oh, I can say that because that's the guy's name. Yeah. Um, and, and and it was an interesting game. I still think he needs to play a little bit more. Um, I don't really know like how, with long term, how he's going to look in the league. Um, but he looks fantastic right now. He looks like the real deal. Um, but he's, he's playing against lesser competition. Let's see what, what happens when he goes against the big boys. I feel like I deserve royalties on Ho You Fat. Uh, think about it. <laughs> think about how many times people have looked at me, seen my poorly <laughs> build, and said, Steve. Oh, you fat. Was that terrible? Was that terrible? Did I get it? Did I do it? Nothing? Yeah. No, no, no applause? I, I mean, Steve, Steve, I tell you that all the time. Uh, and I, I understand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you, you, it, it, maybe everyone else should get a trademark, um, but because sure. that, that's a spot to you, not you per se, uh, unless you're saying that every time you, you stuff something in your in your mug. So, yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what he used, he's used to hearing at the interventions. Okay, yes. Steve, Steve, oh, you fat. Okay, you need to do something about that. You need like, to stop this... shoving things in your mouth because, ho, oh, you fat. It's like a little too much laughter <laughs> right, going Steve on right now. In, all the family sitting around like, mm-hmm. Steve, oh, you fat. 
I feel like I feel like we're, I'm just going to step out of here, and there's going to be like five minutes of jokes right in a break. What the hell's What the hell's going on? All right, Xavier Pope is with us. So we're talking about Victor Webanyama, who you know we like to call these guys we've never seen before. This kind of skill set, a unicorn. You know, it was a football unicorn back in the day, Herschel Walker, because uh, apparently the, the dude just you know did push-ups and sit-ups and was a physical freak. But what's going on right now? And this week, it, it hit its low with Herschel Walker running for senator. This was unreal, the stuff that came out. Hey, there's, there's about him being against abortion, on no exceptions, by the way. Even rape is saying that, uh, talking about some other bizarre way that you know, give diapers or something to, that, uh, to the mom. Uh, and then it comes out, he actually, um, this Daily Beast story, that he actually did pay for an abortion in 2009. The girlfriend sent her 700 bucks for the abortion. They had the receipt. And also a card signed with his name on it. Then he goes on Fox News and he says, "I only, I, I don't sign my cards. My name was just H, but then right there on the screen, it's not just an H, entire name." <laughs> and, and then his son, Christian Walker, who who is uh, basically a grifter, um, goes on. But he goes on to say that you know he his family lived in, in terror of of Herschel Walker's abuse, and then. Now the story's been updated, and this woman saying, hey, I'm a mother of one of his kids, and then there's a press conference with Herschel Walker today, and he's still saying it's made up, but then, oh, forgive me, because I'm a Christian. Um, it, 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 it goes to show you, I mean, a guy like that shouldn't be in a position to run for public office. It's a shame that people would put money behind people like that when they should be putting in their money behind people who can actually run and be government, not be a stooge. Um, um, and our pawn to be used in our, our government. It, it, we have much more serious business to handle as a country coming out of a pandemic and inflation and the economy and m- making this world a better place. It shouldn't be in the hands of people like Herschel Walker. He's an idiot. What do you got on sit-up news? <laughs> We're talking more about this right here. Yeah. Um, in terms of her, I mean, this is this is this is some of the key things that are happening in terms of the election. And how does this reflect on sports athletes? politics and how it goes forward because this is not the only time that we've seen this happen in sports even in alabama you saw with the coach over there getting a position in government so this is going this is a trend that's going to continue which way will it will it go in terms of i'll be looking forward for the future yeah tommy tuberville in alabama i got a minute left let's close on this we had a topic yesterday who's going to get the money with the tb12 divorce and giselle mm-hmm. are we jerks for talking about this yeah yeah guys are jerks talking about it i <laughs> i i, I I think when it comes to people's personal business, if it yeah. doesn't have anything that has anything illegal or something nefarious attached to it, just two people getting divorced, I know they're public figures. That's, leave that for the tabloids. Leave that for people. Leave that for Us Weekly. Leave that for Spin. Leave, leave, leave that for people who are in that business. But when we're talking about um, in, in, did he give his, his career up for her and then turn around and give now her up for football, I mean, stuff like that. that don't know what's going on in those individual lives. You maybe look at some of the court filing documents of that nature and can't talk from that perspective. But when you're talking about gossip, at least that's the most. Damn. All right, that was a tongue lashing. What if our bosses come <laughs> to us and they're like, your ratings are down. Did you talk TB12 and Giselle? And we're like, no. No, we felt bad morally. <laughs> you're fired! No, that didn't happen. That's not going to happen, not with our station group. But I get your point. It is mean. I mean, I, I, I gotta keep, I gotta keep you in line, Steve. That's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the whole convention, what the whole you fat was all about in the first place. You gotta keep you in line, brother. Yep. Attorney, cultural contributor, and moral compass, Xavier Pope. Thank you, Xavier. Love you guys. Have a good weekend.